the project. Kuwait. Learn. In this episode of the project, Liam and I sit down and talk about 2019 and what's going to go on in the health and fitness industry this year. What changes are we going to see? We also give you some awesome takeaways at the end so that you can avoid the January rush in the gym. So stick around and listen to the rest of this episode. All this and more in today's episode. All right. So yeah, we're on. You game? <laughs> I'm in the game. Really, Getting the ready game. to go. Really, it's good to have Liam back. Dude, I wish we had Meg here, man. I know. We're missing Meg. We're missing the, the great balancer, the, the neutralizer. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the stress terminator. <laughs> Yeah, it's just just the boys left now. That's it. Just the boys. We're going to be talking about some boy talk, too. Yeah. That sounded really bad. <laughs> yeah, just man, <laughs> man talk. so bad. Yeah, no, we're going to get into a, a little bit of an economic downturn at the moment. Aren't we're, we? using, so, we're using our crystal ball like, here. Yeah, we, we're going to have a little little attempt to look at what kind of trends we, we could be seeing uh, in the GCC in Kuwait in 2019. Well, economists predict that the, it's going to be a bear market globally throughout the year. China's slowing down. The United States is slowing down. So last time, and yeah, I picked this topic because I, I love the, the business side of it. Yeah. But in 2008, when we had the economic crisis, you saw the emergence of boot camps or boot camp classes yeah. or group fitness classes because people just simply didn't have the disposable income to afford PTs, right? Yeah. yeah now you're 29. So you'd probably just started out during that time. Yeah. So I'm, I remember, I think I was what I would have been by like. 18, 19 at that time. Oh, see. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, I was kind of like just getting into the fitness industry properly. I was still playing uh, like some professional sport. But yeah, I was definitely seeing the emergence of these kind of boot camps in like friends and kind of and colleagues who are starting to increase their portfolio by doing these boot camps because people were moving away from personal training. Like more and more people were coming into the fitness industry, but they didn't have the disposable income to be able to yeah. spend on personal training. So personal trainers were seeing the opportunity to um, basically bring more people into like the same class and then obviously using like low output kind of areas like parks and things like that that they didn't have to pay for. People could use them at 7 a.m. in the morning on a Friday or Saturday morning or whatever it might be on the weekends. And so it was free for the personal trainers to put on. It was just their time and they could bring in 20 people with a lower amount of equipment and they could get people doing these boot camps. And so like it was great for the personal trainer. It was great for the people coming because I know in the UK they would they would pay maybe like, I don't know, it was like five pounds for them to come to this hour. Oh, and then you're training. probably making more money for the hour too. Because yeah, if course. you get 20 people to sign up, you know, at yeah, five pounds. Yeah, like yeah, you only yeah, need to do like maybe one a week on a weekend or something like that. And you've got a hundred pounds coming in, like which, which is what the equivalent of maybe 40 KD, which yeah. is like not bad for an hour. Like, yep. especially when you've got like a, you're not paying for the, the, um, the actual space that you're using. Um, so it's obviously something that, that massively grew, but it was the main thing was it was fantastic for the like the the clients and the members because they were paying significantly less where usually you'd pay the equivalent of like maybe like 12 or 13 kd you were paying like two or three yeah. so you were getting five or six sessions for the same price oh, as your one yeah session. yeah that makes sense um so yeah like when you kind of put it that way like you can get like a, if someone state wants to train five times a week they could do a whole week's training for the price of one session like so it's, <laughs> it's like a no-brainer for a lot of people so gyms gyms you guys better yeah. watch out <laughs> so it, yeah it was a no-brainer for a lot of people but obviously i think the the main thing that people missed was the fact that they were in a gym setting so like it's weather dependent Especially in the UK, like in the winter, then it starts to Makes get sense, cold. Yeah. It starts to get rainy. People don't want to come. Like in the in the gym, like it's 
you've got a nice constant setting, but then obviously you're then having to pay for the, using the actual space or the cost of the membership and the and the clients goes up. Yeah, that's true. That is so, true. Yeah, so it's kind of like it had its pros and cons. Yeah, um, no, it definitely does. So, what's your main? What, what do you think the main predictions are? I can tell you what mine is right off the bat. Well, well my so main prediction for 2019 and probably onwards is the DIY method. Do it yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to go to the do it yourself method. By, I mean, like, look at it. You have all these apps that are out. They're a dime a dozen. Programs online are a dime a dozen. Online coaching is has blown up in the last two years, right? So the guys that were doing PTs before, you know, it's it's kind of like like me, for instance. You know, like I was doing PTs a lot more a couple of years ago versus now I've shortened it up to like about one a week. But that's mainly because I'm learning the Olympic lifts. And yeah. I need you need a coach for that. You need guidance. Yeah, you need another set of eyes. But for the people who are doing the more hit training, yeah. <laughs> which we're probably going to get into, dude, the DI, you know, do it yourself is probably just going to jump up and people are going to start doing that more like, more like what they do in the States and in Europe now. You see a lot of guys going to parks and just working out on their own, whether it's yeah. body weight or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like even myself, like I program for people online and it will usually start with like a consultation, but then you kind of have like an ongoing like a discussion with them if they have anything that they don't understand or they need direction with more so than just me writing their, their workouts down, then like I'm there to them out. Um, so yeah, that kind of do it yourself method, I think is, is definitely growing. It's grown over the last two years. And I think it's a definite, um, cost effective way for people to get the good things out of a personal trainer's head. Um, like the, the ideas of exercise programming, making sure that their rest is programmed and making sure that people aren't overtraining. They're getting like bespoke or customized programming around their um, own timetable and something like that is uh, is always going to be beneficial to people because then they're not having to see a personal trainer for their four or five sessions a week that they that they want to do in the gym. Yeah. Um, DM Liam. <laughs> DM, yeah, I mean, DM Liam. See if he could take you on as a client. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like to keep like my, my actual amount of people quite small, like that I'm actually, that I actually work with on a daily basis yeah. just because then they get, they get kind of, they get as much attention as possible from me because like people still need the attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you can go on to, you can pick up a fitness magazine and you'll find like four or five different programs in there. No problem. But whether those programs are actually good for your goals or not is a different matter. So, so true. it's important to have a customized program where you're working with a trainer who actually knows what they're doing and knows about your goals. And so for me to be able to do that with more than kind of like seven or eight people at a time is kind of tough. Like, and it should be kind of tough. If, you, if you're working with a trainer who's got 50 or 60 clients, like it's likely you're getting a cookie cutter program that isn't yeah. something that's specific to you. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you're kind of just paying, you're paying extra for something that you can probably find on the internet. That's true. Um, so like it's, it's, I think that's where the, the DIY programs will grow. But Um, here's, here's the thing not to cut you off, but yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. The best type of program is a customizable program, but let's face it. There are a lot of people out there that can't afford the customizable program. So I think what would be, what could we give them or what could we tell them right now? to help them out what resources do you know of i mean i know of a few and you know yeah i mean there's there's different apps and things like that as well that kind of obviously the the less you pay like well kind of to put it another way like if you if you another if, plug to liam if, if, you, if, you, if, if you pay peanuts you get monkeys right like so yeah like, but dude come like, on there's but, some good programs no, no, there, no, are, there are some of, good so programs. if you if you the more that you can pay the better service you should expect is yeah. what i'm trying to say so if you're paying the most, so say you're paying for a personal trainer, 
then you should be getting that person's time for an hour, like un- un- undivided attention. Yeah. And so if you're paying a little bit less and you want a customized program, then you should be getting the services that you want from your customized program. It should be bespoke to you. If you're paying, if you like your budget is a little bit less than that, then obviously you kind of got to expect that you're going to get something that is probably like, uh, obviously it should be, have a goal. The whole program should have a goal. So if it's a strength program, it should be designed to increase your strength. Maybe it won't be as, as effective as a customized program, but it should still increase your strength. Yeah. So it should have you kind of lifting some heavy weight kind of at least two to three times a week. And then with some accessory work in there as well to make sure that you don't get strength imbalances and things like that and making sure that your body stays as healthy as possible. Yeah, it's, it's very important to choose the right program for you, choose the right program for your goals, um, but then also make sure that you know what you're doing with that program. Yeah. There, there, sh- there yeah. should be kind of answered questions and things like that, like along with the program that t- tell you exactly how to use the program effectively. Um, like, as I said, you can easily go into pick up a like 2kd magazine in the supermarket you can get or go it for online free right now you just go online go on yeah. youtube you have so many resources and it's, it's really easy to find like a very cookie cutter program but i mean there's some good apps that, that are out at the moment that's kind of starting to come out that have like directed training yeah so, we'll give we'll give liam another plug the hut app he's on that <laughs> you can go on the hut app all right download that okay yeah, so there's and at, the hashtag is what get hot yeah so it's called at a hot life uh, on Sorry, instagram I... <laughs> so as a h o t life l i f e i saw something with with them that they they're doing that's fantastic they basically have an english and arabic version of the, the program that i've kind of designed specifically for it it's that's kind cool. of like a it's like my idea of a program to help people kind of like get that kind of get that jacked feeling. So like they're lifting some weight, they're getting good yeah, accessory yeah. movements, and they're also learning some new movements in there as well. Yeah. I kind of wanted to make sure that people were, were, would be kind of being able to utilize as much of their gym as possible yeah. um, and, and learn some new things. But the great thing about that is it actually has a video of how you can you can do the movement. So I kind of spent a whole afternoon, which was very tiring. I can doing imagine. All dude. of the movements. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can imagine, dude. But yeah, so the, that's the great thing is like, and that's obviously the main thing that you're missing with one-to-one personal training is that you're missing someone showing you how to do the movement, like a demonstration of how to do it. But with the app, obviously, like you, you're able now to do that, and it's directed in English and Arabic. So, is, so there's no plug. So no, people know we're not sponsored by these people. Look, there's another good resource online: YouTube, Athlean-X, yeah, Jeff Cavalier. The guy's phenomenal. I mean, he, what the information he puts out is awesome. He shows you so many different workouts and so many different variations that it would be easy for you to plug up and put together a free program based off of some of the videos that he does. You know, he's, he's actually, he's really good. He's a physiotherapist and, you know, a weight trainer. And his stuff's pretty legit, you know, and it, and it speaks to the guy that can't afford the gym. You know, and I think that's, we have a large, large audience base, you yeah. know, and some of these people definitely can't afford even something as small as 5, five KD or $5 on an app. Yeah. You know, so the other resource, I would say Athlete X, they put out a lot of good information. Mind Pump is another one. They put out a lot of good information online. Do you got any other ones? I mean, to not kind of confuse it with too many kind of different resources, like you can type into Google and like what you're looking for yeah. and you'll be able to find like anything. I but, only throw those guys out because they are good resources. Yeah, no, and they are. Like they're, they're, they're well trusted for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Look for someone that knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, if they can explain the anatomy about how something works, those are a couple of the indicators that I use. 
if whoever's explaining it knows the anatomy of something and is well adversed in the other muscles that are that are integrated in the movement, that kind of that's an indication of this person knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Versus like, the guy that says bench press. Yeah, it's basically like you should you should have an explanation of why you're doing the movement. Yeah. As well as like how to do the movement. And yeah, so you, if, there's definitely resources out there that you can use, but you kind of spend time on like looking for them and then actually reading them and using them as resources. Obviously, that's the benefit of using a personal trainer or using a coach yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Like that person has done all that for you. But yeah, like as as an individual, if your budget is low, then like all the resources are out there for sure. That's but true. I mean, coming back kind of full circle, like that's definitely like the trends that we're seeing is the fact that people are starting to do it themselves, and that's. A good thing and a bad thing because there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there. Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit I mean, it's, artists. It's, it's a good thing because I think like people are starting to they're starting to understand exercise for themselves, and so yeah. like when people do that research, they then see the benefit of how a personal trainer has like learned and understood the things that that personal trainer learns and understands. And so when you're doing more research, you realize actually. Hey, I actually haven't really got time to do this all by myself. It's nice that I have a better understanding of my own body and how I can exercise and do it better. Yeah. But also I now appreciate the fact that someone else is like programming my exercises for me in a way that I understand why I'm doing it. And sometimes, I mean, even for me, like it's nice for me, I program for other people, but it's nice for me to have my workouts programmed for me because then I don't have to think about it. No, it makes sense though. But yeah. it because a lot of people tend to program the things they like yeah exactly. yeah Whereas like, if i program like... for myself all the time i just like squat like most days and like deadlift the other days and then like not run <laughs> like, i know right so, <laughs> I know. yeah like it's like, like so i would true. just get rid of it and i have a real problem with like not remembering to like program enough accessory movements for myself or like because it's boring stuff sometimes and you kind of you don't wanna, you don't want to kind of keep doing it it was like the glute raises and back extensions and stuff yeah but the things that I need to do. And I remember to do them when I'm programming for other people, <laughs> but like remembering for myself, I conveniently forget. <laughs> Dude, I was, we were talking about, it's, it's funny. We were talking about your glutes the other day. I was reading another trainer and he, he said something. I don't, I don't want to say anything else, but we were talking about your glutes. He was like, have you seen Liam when he lifts? I was like, yeah, you know, we were talking about squats. Yeah. He was like, you know, you, you look at his legs from the lower half, but then you just look at these massive glutes. Ah, come on. <laughs> so you basically try to say my calves are small and my glutes are huge. I didn't say that. I didn't come out and say that. <laughs> I didn't come out and say that. I didn't come out and say yeah. that. But that's, that's what was That was, was the implication. Hey, yeah. I still, I, I backed you up and I said he has, he's got big calves. What? I did I, back you up. I, I said, know I haven't got I big said calves. in general, he has a big body. Dude, you're a big boy, man. No, you're, you're like, yeah, I think your calves are, your calves are, dude, have you seen my calves? Look at Oh, yeah, they're probably bigger than yours. Yeah, dude, I got chicken legs, man. I got chicken legs. When I was doing handstands, my cousin, he, he DM'd me. He goes, dude, your calves look really nice in the video. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, you can finally see him. <laughs> so. Like, it's all, all the accessory work is, is hugely important. I mean, like, yeah, yeah I, it's, it can be boring stuff, but when someone else programs for you in it for you in an intelligent way that you know is going to help the rest of your training, then you know why it's there. And if all the resources online kind of help you understand why you're doing a certain exercise or why your coach is programming something for you or why that exercise is in the program, then that's a good thing. So I think it, like as soon as people do more reading for themselves and they're like, even if you just listen to this podcast and you're kind of, you're interested in, 
your own uh, like your own performance and how to make it better. Like then you become more invested in how to do it, and then you actually become your your performance becomes better because yeah. of it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely important. There's definitely different levels. I think as we're talking about people's budget for the different programs and where they sit on that that line, like it might just be that someone isn't that interested in exercise, and so they only allocate a small amount of budget yeah. to it. So yeah, they're only investing a small true. amount. I think as it becomes more important to people, then they will kind of go up to, from the like the cookie cutter program to the customized program yeah. to maybe some personal trainings with a customized program to maybe personal training session. Like Go, I, going into it. That's how I started. I mean, that's how I started. I, did, I was on a limited budget, you know, and I started with a, yeah, it was a cookie cutter program. It was a 90 day program. And what I liked about it, it was, it started with the mundane movements. And that's how I knew it was a good program because it had, you know, like stuff where I was like, really, you're having me do this in the program? But it was a build up because the second month, you know, you were doing something that was more advanced. Yeah. So it took you through stages and that that for me worked out. And then, you know, I kind of moved from there and I was like, all right, you know, I want to get a little more serious about, you know, getting back into baseball. So I need to seek out, you know, someone to look at these movements because I'm facing, you know, I've had yeah. shoulder injuries. So, you know, that's that's like you said, it's the biggest part of it is you have a personal trainer looking at how your muscle activation is. Are you retracting your, you know, your, your scapula? Are you using the right muscles in certain lifts? Like, are you deadlifting yeah. with your lower back or are you actually using your legs? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean, as I said, I think the, the do-it-yourself method is good. But, but don't try and snatch. Yeah. Don't try and snatch. You do it <laughs> yeah. yourself. Get but, a coach for Ultimately, that yeah, like when, when you come to doing movements over a long period of time, you need someone to look at you and kind of see how your body is working. Because I've even worked with clients that like I've been seeing for maybe a year. And then like over time I start to see them like their shoulders start to slope forward or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, actually like we need to fix that as, as soon as possible. And it might just be in like, we didn't have enough time to put all the exercises in that that person needs because I only have maybe one or two hours with them a week or something like that. Yeah. And we just need to, we always need to change and adapt it and things like that. So if you're not working with a trainer, like, call, call Liam. Yeah, DM, call Liam. DM Liam. DM Liam. Look, you, you want my advice? DM Liam. You send me a DM, I will recommend the top 10, tra top 10 trainers that I know. <laughs> All right. And Liam will definitely be one of them. No, I definitely think if you, if you can ask a trainer for some advice, like specific to you, like uh, advice should, like a, even in its most basic form, should always be free. Like if someone isn't kind of giving you free advice, then. Dude, all like, trainers, and all trainers like, will give advice. They all, yeah. they, all trainers have a big ego, so they my, love to hear themselves talk. My kind of, yeah, my, uh, my opinion is that any trainer you ask should, like, should give you at least a little bit of free advice. Like, because like the stuff that they know, like they probably got it for free. Yeah. And so like, there's definitely a lot of things that like working with a trainer, like you need to pay for, of course, but like even just like a little bit of basic advice and, and help and, and pushing in the right direction, like is important. So like, I, I spent a lot of time while I was away, like a lot of people were messaging me online and things. I was like, I need to, like, I spent time just replying to them. It doesn't matter how like weird or wonderful the request was. I was just like, try to give them a little bit. Obviously, I tried to guess what that thing, the best thing would be for them. Yeah. But um, your experience tells you a lot. Like, yeah. you know, so-and-so has this, this, and this. Yeah. All right. So my experience tells me I can like, you know, the, subscribe the, the, this. the one I always get is like, can, can I, I want to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. <laughs> like, and like, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know, like, whether they're exercising, whether they're eating, whatever they're doing. And so the first thing I'll always say to them is just be like, look, 
like kind of you know what food you should and shouldn't be eating kind of try and eat more of the good food that you know that you should be eating yeah and try and exercise more like good lift program, every yeah. weight good, good sleep well good program like if you can do those basic things then fantastic and then you can get to the more more complicated stuff at a later date yeah i mean come back kind of full circle to what we were saying like that do-it-yourself programming like that trend for 2019 it is going to happen but it's kind of really important to understand why it's happening and then also understand that personal training i don't think will go away because no, it'll never go away yeah. i think it'll be virtual though i think i think you're going to start seeing different met look i see personal training sooner or later i think there's a company in germany that is doing this i'll if i find the article i'll put it in the show notes where they have a virtual personal trainer. So it's like almost like a hologram yeah. that like pops out of your phone or something. I don't know how it goes. Like I got to do some more research, but if they're actually doing that, do you th- think of that? You oh, could yeah, be I training think, someone. And like, but I think the, 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 that comes around to like, what does a personal trainer actually do though as well? Because like I can tell you now for most of my personal training hours, I spent like as a counselor. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's most of like, I'm, I'm not just, I was, I actually said to someone yesterday, like really, really briefly, she's, a, she was a well-experienced personal trainer as well. Um, and we said the same thing. She just said, actually, the, the art of being a good personal trainer is not necessarily programming the right workouts or getting the right exercises. It's having someone see you for an hour of their day and then leaving feeling better than when they came. <laughs> that's true. No, that's like, true. That's hundred percent. And then feeling like, and whether they're, they're doing that through exercise. Um, but sometimes it's just about them coming in, they'll do some exercise and they need to feel like confident in themselves, happy with themselves. Like, uh, cause ultimately they're leaving you for the other 23 hours of their day. Yeah. Like if you've left, if they leave you happy and confident, they're going to make better choices with their food. They're going to make better choices. They're going to be more active throughout the day. And then that means that they're going to make progress. Like even though it's small progress, like sometimes people can't be making huge progress gains all the time. So it might be they're going to squat heavy or it might be they're just going to walk for five kilometers and they're going to talk to you at the same time. Like people need different things at different times. Yeah. That's why I say I don't think personal trainers will go away because the social kind of uh, impact of having someone to talk to while you're exercising and having someone guide you through that is like invaluable. Yeah, no, it makes sense, dude. That totally makes sense. I agree with that 100%. And um, in a 2018 College of Sports Medicine survey of... uh world fitness experts yeah i'm reading off the screen <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like i'm trying to read i'm looking at liam but trying to read so like i'm reading with like my right eye yeah. so but um the top 10 fitness trends of last year were wearable technology yep i think I, like I'd agree, Fitbit, I would definitely agree whoop, with that things oh, like that. They, God, they've come in massively like garmin's like yeah all over look dude three years ago i was waking up at 5 a.m yeah. with a chest strap so I, yeah. so I could measure my HRV when it first yeah. came out. And now it's like everything's got HRV built in. Yeah. Um, group exercise classes. Yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. And in Kuwait, I think, I think Kuwait is America of 2010 and 11. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, it's like hundred percent behind. Um, hit, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not advanced anyway. But like, they, hey, they, it is. It's a we, step we, behind. We, hey, we are advanced. Sure. We're advancing steroids. We definitely definitely are. We've already had that conversation. (laughs) By this time, by the time this drops, no, you guys will hear that episode coming up later. Um, hit high intensity interval training. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, like you're seeing that a lot more for sure. Like it's more the time, time bound thing. Like people want to, people want 
their like their gains and the, the results in a short period of time. But dude, here's here's, so, here's the sad thing. Like, if you have a good program, you could finish it within 40 minutes and see some good results with proper nutrition. And you don't have to do the hit type, the high intensity training. Because a lot of people, especially business people, will jump on board and they'll do this because it beats the crap out of them. They sweat like crazy. So they're done with it and they get that endorphin release, but it's not sustainable. Over yeah, the I mean, long term, yeah. it's really not unless it you're like an you alpha, have. alpha male. It and depends like, what you have as like high intensity. Like I think it, you can you can do different levels. Uh, PS90 of like insanity. <laughs> like I mean, there's, there's the high intensity of like you could do 10 hundred meter sprints on a rower and you're done in 10 minutes. Yeah. But like then you're done for the rest of the day. You can go and rest. You go and recover and everything like that. Or you could do high intensity interval training, kind of like a little bit more like CrossFit style, where you're doing maybe like a 20 minute, 25 minute workout or something like that. That could be starting a new round every three minutes, yeah. like something yeah, like that, like, which is different. So like, yeah, I think the, the idea of high intensity inf- interval training has got like broader. Like, so what encompasses within that is kind of quite broad. So it's not just like sprints. But here I'm defend. Well. I want to defend CrossFit a little bit. CrossFit is what? not the same as hit, dude. <laughs> CrossFit is more technical, more logical, and better than hit <laughs> training. All right, because look, CrossFit. Okay, and everyone thinks I hate CrossFit. I love CrossFit, but yeah, CrossFit, you have the strength aspect. You have to do your strength training. You can't get by without doing strength training. Because if you're doing a wad and you can't lift up the weight. You're not, you're not, you can't succeed. You know, that's why like a lot of good coaches will prescribe, you know, your strength training, your accessory work, and then go into your water, your Metcon or whatever you want to call it. That's where the, the biggest difference is between CrossFit, PX90, Insanity, and all the other hit methods is that it's just go, 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 go for 30, 35 minutes. And you're not really building muscle during that time. You know, you, you'll build yeah. muscle. You'll definitely build a little bit of muscle for three, four weeks. But later on, when your body adapts to it, are you still going to build muscle? Uh, well, it depends on your calorie intake, really, doesn't it? Like, there's yeah. a lot of different there, there are variables. No, <laughs> there are variables. But if we're talking about average, the average yeah. person, the average person, I don't see it happening. I see them saying, oh, yeah, I looked ripped, you know, in three or four weeks. But if you're looking to gain but muscle. Is that, how, how is this? But then the average person, because he's the average person, would train averagely. Okay. But what would benefit <laughs> the average person more? Going to a hit workout or strength training, where now the research that's coming out as strength training being a way of medicine, which is on this list too. Now, what would be better for the average person? Going and doing some strength training and watching their nutrition while gaining some muscle, because we know muscle burns fat, you know, more than cardio, right? Yeah. That we can, we can agree on that. So, by the more muscle like, mass that you have, you're going to burn more calories because yeah. simply you have to feed your body yeah. more because muscle requires but more, than more energy. What? Like that wouldn't burn it more than cardio. Though, Ooh, right? I don't know, man. Because no, because you could like it's, there's not that's not two different things. Like having muscle, you can do cardio while having muscle. You can do cardio while having muscle. Cardio is always good. I like you have to keep in, with anything. In my opinion, you have to keep, you know, if you're going to do this much, you have to do this much of that. So having a steady balance between both is always a good thing. But I'm saying strength training should always be included in your program. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is I think with the high intensity interval training, I don't think the like it's, we got a little debate so going much. on. And we're trying to, we're trying to, where's Meg? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a high intensity interval training is like so specific as that when it started. I'm saying like high intensity, the way that people think now of high intensity interval training, the way that people program 
high intensity interval training, it incorporates all sorts of different things. Like I think that in my opinion, um, CrossFit was kind of born out of hit I agree training. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. like But they brought that, the strength aspect in. But no, I don't think they did. I think that that was already in there. Like I think that high intensity interval training was kind of it was like a very it depended on what sport you did was dep- very dependent on how you did your hit training. So like football players for example would do hit training and then in the morning they would do like I don't know, like eight to 10 sets of like 100 meter sprints, something like that. Like that's strength training. Yeah, that like, is. Yeah, yeah, that so I would like, agree. I like, would so, agree. Or like they would do, um, say like 10 deadlifts, like with yeah. a, with a trap bar or, or a deadlift bar and then into a 100 meter sprint, walk back recovery, something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, strength yeah. I training. Could, I could like, and that. they could do that with a 60 kilo weight, even though they could move 200, but it's still strength training because they're what they move in maximally. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying that I don't think. I think HIT training as itself, I think that encompasses a lot more like training modalities. So like whatever you're talking about, P90X, whatever it is, because ultimately the average person, because they're the average person, by definition, whatever training they do will be strength training. Yeah. Like, and so the important thing for them to be doing is, is to be doing, yeah, is <laughs> yeah, to be yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I think moving that's the most important in a healthy yeah, way. You're right. You're right. Right. So they have to be like, make, cause the, you could say they're doing strength training, but if someone is just squatting and deadlifting all the time, they're going to develop imbalances. They definitely are. And yeah. so, like, also, like my my opinion would be that if they're doing like, what we would think of as classic strength training, so like squatting heavy, deadlifting heavy, whatever it might be, with a heavy barbell, yeah, then they're doing. Pardon me, sorry. Then they're going into their sprints or rowing or like something where they're moving their yeah, body over that makes over sense. a no, period that of time. Sense. That's going to kind of be hit training, but then be very balanced, and it's going to be making sure that their body is able to like kind of recover effectively. It's going to be sure yeah. that they're kind of spreading the load throughout different muscles and using also the smaller accessory muscles as well. And I think that's where the ideas of CrossFit, P90X, everything else has, has kind of come from, has kind of come from moving the body at maximal speed, resting, moving the body at maximal speed, resting, moving the body, and so on. For look, different I, agree with of time. I agree with that 100%. Because I wrote a program for one of my friends. Again, no money, no whatever. He was like, you, you've, you've been doing this for years. Can you write me up a quick program? I said, okay, fine. I gave him a push-pull. Plus, three days a week, <laughs> I put in... You know, like 15 minutes of hit, which is high intensity interval training. And I gave him different options. I was like, look, you can use a ladder if you have one. You know, just do some basic footwork. Keep it quick, quick steps. You could do wind sprints, which is what I strongly recommend because it's the easiest to do. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. Or jump rope, you know, for, you know, to gain some skill. The ladder and jump rope is for skill and the high intensity training, so to speak. And the wind sprints is, you know, we all know wind sprints. Like you do wind sprints in my opinion, three times a week for like four weeks and you stick with it for like, I'd say 50 meters on 50 meters off, you know, 50 meters, you sprint all out hundred yeah. percent, 50 meters, you walk to recover, then do it again for 15 times. It's going to tax your central nervous system, but you'll definitely see results from it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You'll definitely see results from the wind sprints. I think it's so underrated. Like that is one exercise well, that it's, people it's running like, in, <laughs> like people, don't, people run. don't want to run. Like, it's, it's, it's hard. It's people really don't hard. Do hard it's shit. really hard. Dude, <laughs> dude, when I get to 10, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to yeah, die. Like you men- mentally, you, you have to like really commit yourself. And ultimately like that is what's going to trick. Gonna, I think we're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, we are. Like <laughs> we're kind of going like the hard stuff. 
is what people need to do. And like kind of when we're talking about like high intensity interval training, like it doesn't always have to be like super fucking hard, but it can be something that's high intensity with intervals and it's training, but it doesn't have to be like as hard as say, for example, wind sprints. It can be something that's kind of like a little bit more intervals, like a little bit longer rest or something like that. But the, I guess what we're saying is the variance needs to be there. Like, so like that's where we're kind of coming back to like having someone intelligent program your workouts for you. Because so like, would you say I'm intelligent or not intelligent? <laughs> I will not comment on that. Ooh, <laughs> I can neither confirm hey, nor deny. Hey, come on, man. I push, push. Dude, I, I kept it as basic as possible. And the push pull. For the, for the most part, and, like someone needs to, someone, someone needs to understand that they, like, as you said, they can't be going 100% every day for like longer than really like a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they need to be resting like one or two days a week, depending on the intensity and depending on how good they recover. Yeah. Like I think, well, yeah, what we're trying to say is like you you can't be going full steam ahead the whole time, but as long as you're having the amount of rest that you need based on your body type, based on the exercise that you're doing, and based on the intensity that you're doing, your intensity isn't going to be the same as someone else's. That's intensity. a big that's a big thing right like, there. Like that's I think that's where I have a problem with you know these modalities that are all focused on going a hundred percent of the time for like forty minutes straight. The intensity, keeping that intensity pace throughout a week. It's extremely difficult. Yeah. It attacks your central nervous system beyond I mean, like, belief. And you it's... think of like, uh, I mean, even like I just came back from China and the guys there, they're used to working, like working out for, so they would, for most days of the week, five days of the week, they would do three sessions a day, like two, two training sessions, two like in the gym training sessions and one kind of like light run. Yeah. Like, we only did like the two training sessions a day and that was only for like four days of the week. And so they were doing like five or six other training sessions on top of what we were doing. Damn dude, that's and, like, a lot. That's and, like, a lot right there. These kids, they're like 16 to 20 and they're actually like, they're used to that intensity though. But that was still different from the intensity that even I'm used to where I used to do CrossFit for like three, sometimes four hours a day, like stupidly. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like that was kind of like the intensity that I was used to, but still like they would doing a different type of intensity because they were used to it. That's their yeah. intensity. But dude, that's a lot of the so. research that came out of the USSR when it broke up in the eighties and seventies, eighties and nineties was this whole thing of training over a long period of time during the day. Like you would train for five hours a day, but it'd be split up and different yeah. times. And I saw you were doing something similar. Cause you guys would have like a break in the afternoon, right? Yeah. We had, like we had a nap time programmed in and everything. It was oh, great. That is, awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. that is amazing. That is so, but like awesome. We needed nap time because like the, the, the programming was, was hard. And so it dictated that we needed that time to rest and everything. And that's exactly what the Chinese athletes were doing as well. They were, when they weren't in the gym, they were resting, but still like coming back to what I was saying is that someone else's intensity is not the same as your intensity for the most part. The average person's intensity is going to be average. Yeah, like, that's true. Like if the, even if they feel like a, like we might use like a, a, a in personal training we use like a, a scale called the rate of perceived exertion, and so it's the way that you feel your tiredness yeah. is like yeah. how hard you think you're working. Like because it's going to be very different from how hard usually your personal trainer is going to think you like or it, the personal trainer is going to see hard work. Your personal trainer is likely to be a fit person. And so they're probably like, if, if they're a good athlete, they could probably say, for example, run, I don't know, five, five K in like 23 minutes, something like that, 23 yeah. to 25 minutes, whatever. 
you might run 5k in 32 minutes yeah. but still be just as tired as that guy who's running it in 10 you minutes can be, less. you can be spent you know who my coach is right yeah so i'm doing a wad the other day and he goes yeah you should you should finish that in about 12 minutes and i i look at i look at another trainer that's there and i'm like she goes about 15 minutes. <laughs> and I look at him and I go, dude, not everyone's Superman, man. Like, like I'm kind of like the normal person here. Like, and so when she said 15, I'm like, all right, my goal 16 and a half. <laughs> but, but trainers, you're right. Trainers may perceive yeah. that. I always recommend heart rate monitors because you can tell, like, yeah, your perceived yeah, exertion. Sure. You can definitely tell. And, and I mean, like, it, sometimes trainers get it wrong. And like, I've got it wrong many times. Like, I get some texts where, uh, like, my athletes will be like, Liam, what the hell? <laughs> like, you told me I was supposed to do it in this time, and like it took me way longer. And I'm like, wow, like I, I didn't realize. So it's in no way that your trainer should always be right, but they should always be changing and adapting the yeah. way that the way that they see like your ability and everything as well. But sometimes you do get it wrong. Um, like we're only human, but then at the same time, it's tough, especially for people who have been in an elite scenario, like an elite athlete their perception of exercise is very different from another person's perception Dude, of exercise. So true, <laughs> like, uh, I think, um, like my mom started exercising, um, and she was like running a 5k and I think she, I'd gone home to, to visit her and she was like, oh, I'm running a 5k tomorrow. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll come. And she's like, what? Like I've been training for like two months for this. And I was like, well, yeah, no, but I, I can, I can do that. It's no problem. Yeah. And she's like, Wow, that's like that's amazing. The fact that you can yeah. just, you you don't need to train for it. I was like, yeah, but I don't need to. Like, I don't need to specifically train for it. I've been doing other things, and I feel confident that I could still run five k, even though it might be slow or whatever. Like, I can still do it. Mm. And so, it's sometimes just the mental capacity of yeah. being able to just go and attack something, even though you haven't trained specifically. It's the mental for it. part, yeah, the mental part's a big big yeah. deal with it, yeah. So it's the same, like on different levels, like I would feel confident going out and walking up a mountain, like even a small mountain, but like today I could go do it. I know that if I have some food or whatever, I can go and do it. But for most people, like that's a, that's a huge thing. That's um, the beauty of strength training though, or the beauty of just training in general and, you know, keeping your health in, in a good place because yeah. you can do that. Like if you have to drop, you know, if you have to run 5k, you know, you can do it. If yeah. you have to drop on a dime and do 20 push ups. You could do it because you're in a good physical state. Yeah. So well, even for most people, especially in this region, it might just be like walking around the park with your kid and like not having to sit down. Yeah. Every, that every would five, be, that's a minutes. big one. Yeah. That's a big um, one. like I would from, from myself, I would expect that like, why would I need to sit down? Like I'm perfectly fine. But actually from, for some other people, like they, ha they're not prepared for that. And so that intensity is different from them to me to anyone else. And right um, now, a lot of trainers here in Kuwait that I've seen are, they're doing the let's beat the crap out of the client type uh, of mentality. Yeah. No, a lot of them yeah. are doing it. And, and I just see it on Instagram and I'm just like, dude, but you don't know what that's doing to the client. Like they're either going to get hurt. Their CNS will be fried or they're not going to come back. Yeah. And that's the three things you don't want to happen. I think for, for and I've, I've seen you with your PTs. And that's what I like about you is your intensity varies based on the person. Yeah. And I say that because you have one guy that's a beast. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's a beast, man. I got one guy who will literally do anything I say. He is a beast. He, he sticks to it, beast. dude. He sticks yeah. to it, dude. The <laughs> like, sandbag thing, I was like, Sometimes oh, I program man. something and then he finishes it and he's like, he's like breathing hard, but he's like, okay, what's next? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, like we're going again. Okay, like, let me think of something. I thought that was going to like put him on the floor. 
But yeah, like he 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 just wants to work hard all the time. And we so, gotta get him on the show, dude. Yeah, we gotta bring, nice. him, we gotta bring yeah, him on the we show. Gotta, we gotta have him on. Like, like so, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's my, he's my me, me and him, dude. We got that connection of average yeah. Joe, dude. Yeah, and, <laughs> so, yeah, like, so just uh, if you're listening, Mohammed Akbar. Like I know I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast. They know him and they know yeah. that I train with him and. Uh, yeah, and he he is a beast, and he's uh, he's lost a lot of weight over the years since we've been training together. But I mean, again, for him, like he loves high intensity work. Like yeah. he loves lifting heavy weight. He loves moving high intensely. He knows that, like, kind of he he doesn't want to have that like shredded six pack figure. Like, and so that's not our goal when Which we're training. Which is amazing. Like when when he comes in, he wants to have fun. He wants to lift weight. He wants to move heavy stuff. Like, His and deads he, have he, progressed a lot. Yeah. His deadlifting has progressed a lot. I remember seeing, you know, I saw that on your Instagram. Like when I looked at it, I think a few months ago, and then I saw him right before you left to China. I was like, wow. I mean, this is something like this is coming back like absolutely full circle to the, the difference between personal training and like a cookie cutter program. If he would have asked me for a cookie cutter program to begin with, like a program that was the same as everyone else's, like it would have had deadlifts in there, it would have had squats in there, stuff like that. For the last year, probably about nine months of the last 12 months, we didn't do squats and we didn't do deadlifts. Because he couldn't get into the right positions to be able to do them. Yeah. So we we just did different exercises. We did like single leg box step ups. We did uh, box jumps. We did like lots of stretching and mobility to be able to get him down into the position of a squat. We did do we did like a deadlifts from a high box. So a lot of like, priming work leading up to the yeah. Big, so like making show, sure that he so he was actually yeah. like in the right positions and he had the right strength to be able to do the movement. Like before he did kind of the odd CrossFit class and things like that, and he was he was doing the movement in a bad way, and he would have been quite happy doing continuing to do that. <laughs> um, and most coaches would yeah. have been quite happy to let him to continue to do that. Yeah, but like because he wanted to do better, and because I wanted him to do better as well. Like he was happy to take things back a step and yeah. really work on the basics and work on like, and I wouldn't have known to do that unless I worked with him one-on-one and everything that we do together is one-on-one. I'm really lucky to be able to work with him so closely and kind of have such control over the workouts that he does and also have him so invested in his own health that he sticks to what we're doing. Like at no point does he kind of go, oh yeah, but I want to like squat heavy. Like, and I'm like, yeah, but you're not ready. I don't have to do that because he, he trusts the program. He trusts what we're doing every day. And everything is geared towards, ultimately, him squatting heavy and then deadlifting heavy because that's what he enjoys doing. But he understands that we've got to do like all the work in between to make sure that he doesn't become injured. He, he is able to come and just have fun every week for three times a week and, and being able to lift the weight that he wants to lift. Um, so yeah, like, uh, with him is massively lucky to have someone who's so invested in themselves that I'm able to work with them and do what we need to do to help him achieve his goals. And it's amazing when you, when you hear about people like you, trainers like you that have the progression program of getting into a full depth squat or even a chin up or a pull up. Yeah. You know, I can relate to this because my wife, when she first started at the gym, she couldn't do a pull up. So what did her coach do? It was what he started her on negatives. No, it was like ring holds, negatives, a lot of a lot of like back work, a lot of lat work, a lot of lat activation. You know, and before she knew it, she, you know, got her first pull up and she would smile because she'd see everyone else working with bands. And she asked him, she was like, why don't you ever have me on bands? He's like, it's, it, you know, for some people, it's useless because the band actually provides more assistance than you yeah. need, you know, which I kind of agree with. I think I think when you get used to doing a movement with 
bands or whatever, you're always going to be used to doing that movement and you're not going to get the strength that you need to recruit those other muscles. Yeah. But when you're doing like a ring hold or, you know, you know, you know, ring dips to get into your muscle up, so to speak, or, you know, like certain build, you know, the build up to that exercise. I think that's great. It's, yeah. I mean, like, that's a good example. Like, I've just recently started doing. And ring. my wife can do seven pull-ups now, by the way. Seven. She can do Jeez, seven. Nice. Dude, she can do seven or eight yeah. pull-ups. And we're talking like legit strict pull-ups. Strong. Dude, I can only do I don't five. Think I, can do that, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I can do like five strict pull-ups. I, was, I would really struggle to do probably eight or ten. Dude, she, um, like, she um, squatted uh, 106 kilos for the first time a couple of weeks ago. That's strong. Dude, she, That's really strong. For, for her, dude, you see her. That's like nearly double body weight. Isn't yeah, it? Like, dude. It's, no, it's double her body weight. Yeah. yeah, she's like. She's a tiny little thing. I don't yeah. even know how much she weighs, but she's small. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, coming back to what you said about ring dips, like, I, like Mohammed, I think he, he's quite heavy. Like, I think he's a little bit heavier than me. But I've started doing ring holds with him. Yeah. And it's frustrating, like, because he's heavy and, like, his, his upper body strength is not as good. Yeah. But, like, we're doing that because we want to get to the stage of being able to do, like, maybe, like, ring dips or, like, starting to do kind of push-ups and things like that. And ring holds is something that I can kind of spot him with. And yeah, he gets annoyed and like, it's annoying when he can't hold himself up. But like after three sets, he That's got when one. That's you know you're doing the right exercise. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like, there's things like that that we're kind of like, although it's, it, it's kind of frustrating for him, but we get through it because he knows that actually there's a goal at the end of it. And to be able to do that with him is, and then for him to get it. Like that's when he's smiling. And he's like, "Okay, like this is this is good. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is this is fun because we're making progress." Yeah, but yeah, we need to, like that's the difference between the kind of almost the fitness trends that we're talking about of the like the the doing it yourself, and that's the difference between working with someone who is like fully geared towards you getting better. And ultimately, as I said, like if you, if you're if you're paying less, then you should expect a little bit less, yeah, pay, like for sure. You, like you pay bananas, you get yeah, monkeys. Yeah, you want to yeah. you want to get the. Um, you want to get as much value from each kind of stage as possible. But, um, like with the, with the fitness trends that are coming, like obviously if you have something that you're hugely invested in, if you have a, a goal that you want to achieve that's within fitness, like DM working, <laughs> working, with, Meg. She, working she with someone, <laughs> yeah, working with someone who, who is, uh, like, kind of experience in, in the field and kind of has an understanding of how they can help your body to achieve what you want it to achieve. Like that's one of the most important things. And so finding the way that is of most value to you to be able to do that is by far and above the, should be by far and above the the biggest fitness trend for the next year. And hopefully, hopefully it will be. Yeah, no, definitely. A couple of few other like funny things that I wanted to talk about, like the crappiest uh, gadgets of 2018, like the, uh, the forgot the total body fitness system. It's like this thing that you wear to like, you, you ever the see those frog total body fitness system? Yeah, what like, is this? I don't know, dude. Like I, I was, I was googling that. I was like, all right, like we got to check out some of this stuff. And it's just, it's like some of this crap that you'll see is friggin' hilarious, dude. The Fitbit Charge Three is like ranked in the top ten, and then the so waist games, wearable, wearable technology again. Yep, the Snapback that's for postpartum. It's kind of like, dude, did you see those shirts with the built-in six pack? Yeah. Have you seen those? Oh, damn, that's <laughs> that's got to be on this yeah, list. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can't look at the frog total body system. No. All right. We need to check that out. Because uh, there's, yeah, Waste Gang Society snapback postpartum products. I can only guess that's kind of helping <laughs> people snap yeah, back after having know, a right? baby. 
Yeah, which sounds awful um, because uh, there's with postpartum stuff. I mean, if Meg was here, she she talked. But we got the mom fit. We got we got higher as well. Yeah, hey, hey, we're gonna drop her episode. I mean, man, yeah, like that's a really important episode to listen to because like postpartum stuff is hugely complicated, but at the same time, extremely simple. Like it's ultimately that like a lot of your body has been like kind of like yeah no, no, up. definitely dude no definitely and ultimately it, need, it needs to be built up right from the bottom yeah and so that requires a lot of patience but i know i know a lot of women who have had babies and they've come back even stronger because they've they've actually done the work that they need, needed to at the base level so the important core work the important lower back work everything around that to help them actually be stronger than they were before yeah, so like, makes I mean, sense, dude. You, it's very unlikely that you're going to find a fitness product which is just going to be like, yeah, this will do it for you. Like, it's going to take time and it's going to take effort. But yeah, definitely listen to the the Hayar Shahan episode because there's a load of good good information from there. And real quick before we wrap up, how to deal with the uh, gym rush? I really wanted to throw this <laughs> one here because this is like my biggest pet peeve. A, I can't stand people that throw out all their equipment in a 10 foot radius and expect them to it's it's not your own gym dude <laughs> yeah like get the hell over yourself unless you're doing a wad stay the, stay the hell out of my way like dude if someone's doing like if i'm doing a wad i set all my crap up right in front of the rake so i'm not taking up too much yeah. space you know what i mean yeah for sure whereas there's a, a gym that i go to and i'm not naming any names but like these people dude they, there's just no respect there's no respect for 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 space. Yeah, like I'm really trying to hold out all the f bombs I want to drop about these people. But if yeah, you- I, mean, I think it's just it's, it's definitely a gym etiquette thing, just in general. Like uh, even because I'm I'm lucky because I'm able to schedule my gym sessions around the time. Dude, you're a big guy. No one's gonna get in like, your way, man. Come like on. people do though. Like this. So this is the thing. Like sometimes, yeah. like if I'm in a bad mood, I'll try and play the big guy card and just be like, "Man, get the hell out of my way!" Like I'm trying to train, but then at the same time, obviously, like I I understand. I've been in the gym a long time, and I understand that sometimes people just don't see stuff. Yeah. And sometimes, like if you're in a class and you're kind of like. Some people are trying to stay out of the way, and so they end up being in other people's ways and whatever. Like it's cool, I understand it, but for the most most part, I kind of find that just like like the act of like taking my headphones off and then like looking at someone and just being like, "Hey, buddy," like, <laughs> just let you know I'm working here. Like usually that helps a lot, and yeah. like I think it's kind of again you kind of got to understand that some people don't realize, and some people haven't been in the gym long enough to understand the kind of etiquette of like trying to give as much people their own space as possible but having said that it is really annoying and kind of you've got to be mindful both ways and rather than throwing out bad looks it's kind of like just say something to dude the other if person. you're a personal trainer don't hog all the equipment and don't use like the green area yeah, yeah. like you're like dude you don't put all your shit there yeah like, just like personal seriously trainers personal be, trainers are, nightmare as well dude yeah. I'm going to say this they're douches yeah. sometimes <laughs> all right yeah, they yeah. could definitely be yeah. like dude seriously like I was what was it? I was doing a I was doing a wad, okay? So I'm going up doing toaster bar. Literally, this guy and his client walk right in front of me, go and use the rings right in front of the rig. And I'm like, are you shitting me? I just kept doing my toes. I almost kicked the kid, almost kicked the guy in the face. I didn't care, man. Um, it like, happens seriously. between personal trainers and everything. Like it happens. Like, like a personal just... trainer will be using a piece of equipment, then another personal trainer will bring a client. Another, I again, that's exactly the same as when we're talking about like with the guys at gym etiquette. It's like understanding that like you got your own space and kind of 
if someone is using something, if you can't use another piece of equipment, just ask if you can work in. Or just in, do like, it at home. Do it, like, do it yourself at home. Like, <laughs> just, like, just ask to work in because the, the, the problem with not communicating is there's, there comes a whole load of things that become unsaid and then you're like, the hell are you doing in my space why are you here yeah. you're not even talking to me yeah, about it yeah, yeah, I know, like, right? if, if people are like the gym is like such a social environment like you just needed like just ask so speaking like, of that before we before we sign off i know i said that like 10 minutes ago but <laughs> <laughs> before we sign off if 2019 is coming up people are going to have their new year's resolutions we all know how i feel about that but they're going to be looking for new gyms Yep. Now, what should we won't name off any gyms, even though I wanted to do like a, a ranking of gyms, <laughs> yeah. way, but I agree with you. But what should you look for in a gym? Real quick, five things. What do I look for in a gym? I look for number one, I think is like the environment. Like, how does it make me feel when I walk in? Does it make me like, does it get me up for training? Does it make me want to push myself? Like, some gyms I find like too clean, like, or they're kind of like, there, there's too much of like that selfie culture. People go in there to like, like get great lighting and kind of look good while they're there when they're taking photos and stuff like that of themselves too, like too much. I understand you got to like photos, videos of your training. Great. But like if that environment inspires that, then that's kind of not such a good idea. I kind of like an area where like I can get down to training and like I can put my headphones on. I can listen to a little bit of hip hop or whatever I'm feeling on that day and just get my work done. What else? Uh, the people that are there. Again, those people should inspire you to be working out. Like if you're kind of like always trying to be like the hardest worker in the room. Yeah. But also like you should be surrounded by other people who are working hard as well, because otherwise it's not going to inspire you to work hard. Like you kind of, um, yeah, you want to be around people who, who motivate you and inspire you to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? That's uh, why I don't like working out when I see you. Like if I see you working out and then I'm going to do my workout, usually it's at the tail end of your workout. Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, shit. Cause I'm going to go and try to do what he did. <laughs> which is, but that's it. Like, I mean, and I guess like, it always pushes yeah. my weight up like 10 pounds. Yeah. If you, if you have someone cool. somewhere that, that does that, like that's fantastic. Cause yeah. that will, that will push you on and you don't have to train with other people to get that. If you're just in, in the environment, it's the same as being at work. If you're in an environment at work where they don't push you to, to be better, then you're not going to get better. It's Whereas true. if you're around people who are working their ass off all the time and you're not working your ass off, then you're going to get left behind. And like, yeah. depending on the type of person you are, then that's going to be the end of you. And number five? Number five, parking. Par- oh, parking's <laughs> a good one, dude. Yeah. That is a really good one. Especially here. Or convenience. Like, convenience. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say convenience. I think, yeah, like, I'd say convenience. Parking, convenience, like the ability to be able to get there, to be able to, like around the traffic and stuff like that when you want to get there. Like sometimes, like if the gym's on the sixth ring road, like freaking getting there, like around one two p.m. is a freaking nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, no, that's definitely like true. getting that's out of there true. one two p.m. Yeah. is a nightmare. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like obviously gyms have to be kind of around places that are like uh, close to like a lot of traffic, have a lot of thoroughfare. But yeah, if there's no parking, it, c- it can be off-putting to people to be able to get there. Um, so yeah, like that's it's as much as I wouldn't want it to be important, like. It is because people, people, need, it, people yeah. need it to yeah. be easy to be able to get there because it's hard for them to make the decision to go already. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's, that's massively important. And the ability to be able to just park straight outside, not worry about having to like, not worry while you're on your way there. Like you shouldn't have the stress of going to the gym. No, you're right. There shouldn't be, there sh- it should be stressless. Yeah. It should be stressless and almost yeah. mindless on your way to the it gym. It should be the easy part of your yeah. day. Yeah, like, it really should. So, um, yeah, like if you, if it's not, then that's, that's a bit of a problem. So 
Um, yeah, like I think I think that'd be my my top five. Price. I I definitely look at price. You know, from my perspective, you know, you're looking at it from a trainer's perspective. Yeah. So from from my perspective, I'd look at the cost. You know, like how much is it going to cost me to go there? Do I want to go to a premium gym? Or do I want to go to, you know, a, you know, a lesser premium gym, but still has all the machines, dumbbells or whatever I wanted, mm. you know, so I definitely factor in the price of it. Two would be level of service, you know, whether it's at the front desk or, and I, I think that goes back to the environment when you walk in. And for me, it's level of service. If you're going to tell me you have a service, then I expect that service to be provided at all times, whether it's towels, a sauna that works with infrared lights, but <laughs> you knew I was getting to that, but service is important in the way they handle their customers. You know, customer yeah. reaction is very important. And I would have to say the trainers, you know, if your trainers look like crap, then it's not going to send the right image to someone walking in there for the first time to sign up for a gym membership. So I would say, look for good trainers, trainers that are fit and that actually look really good mean that it's, you know, it's a place that they take it seriously there. Versus you can walk into some gyms and people just don't like some of the trainers just don't look like they've worked out a day in their life. Yeah. And yeah, I've true. seen that. I've definitely I mean, seen there's that. definitely two two ends of that spectrum where like say for example, like I came from Dubai and like there is more so than here, you got a lot of trainers who don't know their butt from their elbow. Like <laughs> but they look fantastic. <laughs> Do you, know I mean? you see like, that? Yeah, you're right. No, that's, that's a good like, point. That's a good def- point. There's definitely two ends point. of the spectrum, but like I would definitely say that you've got like it's always an argument. I know a lot of people who are really, really knowledgeable, and but because they tend to be so, the older guys. Because they tend so to be, knowledgeable. but they tend to be forty plus. The ones that I've seen that are really good and they don't look as good are the forty plus guys. Yeah, they tend like to be the like, Chinese like, coach you you had hitting you with a cane or something. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, they they they've got experience on their side for sure. But I'm saying like for the most part, like you will get. I do know some guys who. Like they're they're not in great shape, but because they spend their life like not in the gym, but re- researching the gym, yeah, like they're so yeah, interested and yeah, so passionate about like so the the finer details of yeah. how to help someone else. They don't actually like spend that much time on helping themselves. Like that's a very extreme a example. Good, yeah, no, that's a good point. But that's for, actually a very good point. for the most part. Like you should really be looking for someone who can like take their own lessons and understands like how the the basics of how to look after yourself so that you're not out of shape. Like someone may not have like those washboard abs and stuff like that, but, but like, they still should yeah, be in some way. They shouldn't shape. be unhealthy. Like, yeah. like, so, yeah. I mean, if they're That's unhealthy, like, at, then, yeah, like you definitely like, yeah, you, you definitely not going to have some, I mean, you, you, like we had it in football. I remember, I always remember Ronaldo, the old Ronaldo. Yeah. Like, he uh like towards the end of his career, like the Brazilian Ronaldo I'm talking about now, towards the end of his career, like he kinda of put on quite a few pounds. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maradona dude. Guy, Diego guy Maradona put a ball yeah. in the back of the net though, dude. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so dude, like, like do you see Maradona at the end of his yeah. career, dude? He was like a little butterball running like, around. Like, uh, like he, maybe he can outrun all the older people, but if he had the ball at his feet, like he can still do some stuff. He can do damage. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, it's not always the case, and people shouldn't be so kind of so shallow as to think that just because a guy has washboard abs or doesn't have washboard abs, then he does or doesn't know what he's doing. Or girls with a big butt or whatever. Like, for the most part, these people have always had abs or have always had, had a, a nice butt, butt whatever yeah. it is. Like, so, um. Yeah, like it shouldn't just be that, but like 
it after one consultation you kind of know whether someone's talking a good game or not yeah and so like i would definitely encourage people like if they if they like the look of someone to just take a trial session and just yeah. take one session That's and your then point. Yeah, take if they like session. it then like it if they don't then don't just take it if if you get a bad feeling about a trainer it's probably correct so like yeah. kind of just move on, find another one and yeah, that's it. Last two, I'd agree with you. Environment, surround yourself with people that you want to work like, you know, like I always try and surround myself by people that work hard and that, you know, bust their backside to lift more weight and do things in a quicker time, especially yeah. when it comes to CrossFit. And then the last one was just, you know, when you walk in, what's that feeling you get, you know, and the convenience of it and just, is it easy for you to get there? And is it easy to, for you to go to the gym? Yeah. Cause you're not going to go or you won't stick to it if it's hard for you to get there. But yeah, you know, I think with that, you know, I think, you know, that's our, I don't even know what to call this episode. We kind of hit on so many different things. Dude. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, uh, I think that was this like was a 2000. This was meant to be a 10 minute episode. <laughs> yeah, it was, especially like a really short episode. We were just catching up on some fitness trends. I know, right? But, dude? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I th- there was some valuable information there. It was good to kind of catch up and yeah. like, yeah, get, get onto some of those bits. But I think we went, we went through a lot of different things, but really good like, things too. I'll leave it to you to decide what you want to call that one. Yeah, all, right. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. We'll see y'all later. Next appreciate time. it. Nice to be back as well. It's good to have you back. <laughs> there we go. Good to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.